Shut up and sit down. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Bucket and Boomer. I am sitting here live from my house. We're doing this on the old stream again. And, uh, okay, Kyle, how you doing? Kyle? Kyle? I wonder if they took his passport. Well, when you can't get Kyle, what you do is you get the next best thing, if not possibly the best thing in Finland, and you bring in a special guest like Michael Neff. How you doing, Michael Neff? Hello, my friends. It's 12.30, so um, after midnight here in Tampere, Finland, where, which is where I am currently still am. I do have a long drink in hand, um, almost falling asleep. But hey, this is the first night I'm not totally wasted, so doing pretty well. Can't be that bad. You were texting me at 5.30 in the morning last night. Yeah, that's right. I was still able to text, but the night before we had so many fucking shots, dude, it was crazy. Um, I would not have been able to text then. (laughs) Also join us tonight, we're bringing back Zach Middlesworth. Most of you know him as Boone at Bulls, so this is kind of the Boomer and Booner show tonight. How you doing, Zach? Man, it's been three weeks in a row. I'm just kind of, you know, settling in, kicking my feet up, lighting a candle. It's, It's getting real. We, we may just make you a regular, you know, we got Kyle traveling across the world. He already said he's not coming back. He loves Finland. They don't do the chili chant, so he's not coming back. Yeah, but both Danny and him, they really want to move here. Like, they were, like, so infatuated with, with Finland. And I'm like, yeah, Europe's pretty cool. I mean, I'm pretty cool, and I'm from here, so. Eh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, I've, I've been following all of you guys on, on the, on the Twitter machine and you know, the Instagram posts and it looks like everybody's having a blast over there. Yeah. And I think we'll get to date a little later. All right. On the show. Flow. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to jump into uh we'll jump into our first segment. We always do news and notes around the league first. And uh, then we'll, we'll end that with uh let's get a Finland update. So uh, the first thing I got on the news and notes is uh, we want to send our condolences out to the entire Colorado avalanche family slash fan base. Uh, the voice of the Avs, Peter McNabb, passed away today after a year-long battle with cancer. Uh, he was 70 years old. He's been the voice of the Avs since the beginning. And uh, it's you know, one thing we can all agree on is cancer sucks. Yeah. 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 That's- I mean, he was 70, right, I think is what, is what his age was. Um, yeah, he yeah. turned 70 back in May. That was, hey, uh, just condolences to his family and, as you said, the entire AFS organization. Um, never wanted that happen. Yeah, every all the teams in the league are uh, pretty much doing their salute to service this week. And then usually a week or two after that, they uh, do the hockey fights cancer. I'm sure the Avalanche are going to do something special for him. And uh, once again, you know, T's and P's, condolences, Cancer is just one of those things that it just sucks. Yeah, it's absolutely crushing that it had to happen right after a global series. Yeah, I mean, they're something, still on the plane. I mean, yeah, literally, something back right now. It was a high point for that franchise to get out and go and do this, and they have something like this happen immediately after. It, it's it got to be brutal. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure he would have been here if he hadn't been sick. So, um, right. yeah. Because he was still doing TV last week. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, looking looking on into the league a little deeper, um, Matthew Tuchuk has officially been suspended two games 
for high sticking uh, Jonathan Quick. And he literally, part of his defense during his hearing, he tried to say he didn't go after him with intent. <laughs> did anybody see it? <laughs> I did not, to be honest. But I, I hey, fair warning, I'm a huge um, Chucky fan. I love Matthew Kachuk. I would probably give an arm to have him on the Blue Jackets. Uh, massive player. He plays with some dirt. Um, this time oh, it was probably a little bit too much, right? Right, right, he does. So probably this time a little bit too much. I can't judge it. I didn't see it because I was busy getting hammered over here because I had some sorrows to drown. So um, did you see it, Zach? Uh, I did not. I spent the entire day or the entire past four days in a tree stand. Did not see a minute of it. I did see it. And let me just tell you this. Two games, shut up and take it because there was definitely intent and he was definitely throwing that stick high. There was no question. The fact that he even tried to come up with a defense was somewhat laughable. But, so you think uh, he should have just owned it? You, oh, he absolutely. Just owned it? Oh, yeah. They they were jawing. And, I mean, he, he tried to say he was, like, you know, trying to bump him in the chest. And, but the, the stick went straight across the, the face, dude. It just went straight across the face. There was no, no if, ands, or but what he was trying to do it's one wow. way to quiet him down yeah 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 i mean that's you know but i mean he's he's had a good start with the panthers new team is always a little rough right but i mean he's been doing what he's doing basically in calgary so yeah, um, i mean he's had a lot fun. better start than huberdo yeah, yeah for sure yep so that's gonna hurt the panthers most of most of all um, he's not going to get paid for the, those two games, but I don't think that matters much to him. <laughs> no, not with the contract he just signed. But, uh, speaking of uh, NHL hearings, uh, former Blue Jacket Josh Anderson, he also has a hearing today with the NHL for a it's either a boarding or a roughing on St. Louis's, or I'm sorry, uh, he's not there anymore, Las Vegas's Alex Petrangelo. Another... Uh vicious hit with intent i expect nothing less than two games from this one if not more wow i didn't see that one either but also here i'm of course partially biased towards anderson i love that guy he plays with speed and with with force he he is what robinson should become a little bit more but hey i didn't see it um so if I mean, you're saying it's, it's about the josh same, anderson with food yeah. yeah, I uh, I went ahead and checked out that clip while we were going over everything before we started this, and uh, he yeah, cracked he, him right in the numbers. <laughs> he, 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 it was a beeline, and he did not hit him from the front. He's going to be and, looking at at least four. Yeah, that, the whole team jumped on him as soon as it happened. I mean, it was it was another one. I'm probably thinking probably two to four. I mean, without doubt, two to four. It was definitely outside of the lines. Well, good for him, I guess. Poor guy. And, uh, let's look at something a little more positive. Uh, a couple of Blue Jackets draft picks this year uh, are still doing their thing. Uh, Lucas Del Bell Belouz just scored his 100th career point today with a goal for the Mississauga Steelheads. And everybody's favorite, Jordan Demai, scored another hat trick today. That gives Jordan Demai 15 goals. 17 assists for 32 points in 15 games. This That's kid 
nuts. is at a goal per game average over an assist per game average and literally has more than two points per game so far this season. Just what do you think about that, Mike? Jesus Christ. I mean, it's juniors, of course, but holy shit, those are not bad players. So if you're dominating like this, holy shit. I think he, he probably profited a lot from the development camp he was able to go to, and he's just ripping it up. I, I mean, come on, that's just unreal. I yeah, don't know any not only I, developmental I camp, he did developmental camp, he did Traverse City, and he did our camp right up mm -hmm. until the day of his first game. Right, right. So I don't know any comparisons to that, but are we are, are we talking like league records here? I, I got to look that up after the show because that's just insane, right? Yeah, that's something we definitely need to check out and maybe look at next week. What, what do you think of old Jordan Demizak? Yeah, he's he's over in the QMJHL. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that's setting league records or not. I know they have a couple big scorers every year. But for a guy his size and, frankly, his speed, I, if you watch him in Traverse, he – somewhat cap up with the first rounders we had out there but yeah. for as shifty as he was it's crazy that he's lighting the lamp this much yeah i mean we just talked about him a couple weeks ago were you on us with us that episode or was the episode before uh, we were talking no. about him and he was you know having a good season but he was seventh in points on the team at that point in time he's now first obviously <laughs> just killing <laughs> killing it Unbelievable. I hope that somewhat translates to, to the pro game. Um, even if he can only be at like 0.75 points per game or a little bit more. I mean, I think we could definitely use that. Hell, the way we're scoring, if he could score half a point a game, I'd fucking take it. He's just giving goalies nightmares. Yeah, and, and the thing is, he's not out there looking to score. Like the I was watching the uh, the highlights today on the, the Steelheads uh, Twitter page. And the first goal, he brings the puck down and he leaves it for another guy. And then the other guy takes a shot. He gets the rebound. The The third goal was on a rebound as well. So he's out there being a good teammate. He just, like we've said before, this guy just has a nose for the puck and the puck finds the back of the net. It's actually really fun to watch. He's yeah. magnetic. Yep. Puck magnet. Yep. Yep. Now... Our next topic, the only reason we're going to bring it up, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but he is an Ohio kid, so we're going to mention it. The Boston Bruins decided to try and sign Mitchell Miller, who's originally from Sylvania, Ohio today. Um, for those of you that don't know, Mitchell Miller was the Arizona draft pick that uh, when he was 14 years old was bullying a mentally challenged kid. He He's got a past of bullying and racism and was literally banned from the NHL, the AHL. And uh, the Boston Bruins decided to go ahead and sign him. And uh, Gary Bettman came out, put out a statement that said, you can sign whoever you want. He's got to be reinstated before he can play. And that's probably never going to happen. And a lot of it comes down to is it, it's hard to judge a person the rest of their life on something they did when they were a dumb 14 year old. But at some point, you got to show remorse, and this guy's never really shown remorse, apologized, done anything until the Bruins said you have to, and it was not heartfelt. Right. 
Yeah, and I mean, Bruins are now the second organization after the Coyotes who drafted him and then dropped him. All I'm going to say is that I was never a big Don Sweeney fan. This certainly did not change that. Yeah, this is just more proof that Don Sweeney is one of the worst GMs in the league. Yeah, it's always somebody else's fault when it comes to Don Sweeney. Yep. That led to the Bruce Cassidy firing. Yeah. But that's all we're going to do with the Mitchell Miller situation. That one can work itself out, and we can argue over it later. Right. uh, No, this is not necessarily on the show flow, but this just came to my mind. Uh, You were in Cleveland yesterday. You want to talk about that for a minute? Oh, that is on the show flow, but we're going to oh, talk about that after Saturday's game because I had to rewatch it today so I could be up to date. And then we'll go, yeah, it's on there because I had a blast up there. Good, good. But uh, if we take a – let's take a quick peek at the standings right now. Um, in our Eastern Conference, the, the Atlantic Division standings look like this. Bruins, Lightning, Red Wings, Sabres, Maple Leafs, Panthers, Canadians, Senators. Any surprises there? We'll go to you, Zach, this time. Um, it's crazy to see Toronto just kind of being average this early. Yeah, they were they're, average to start last year, too. Yeah, they're barely above 500 right now. Uh, six and uh, four, six, four and two. 583. Yeah. Um, Buffalo that high right now is crazy, but Darlene and Tage Thompson have been ridiculous. Yeah, them guys are scoring some points. Um, Tage Thompson mm-hmm. just had a hat trick and three assist game. Yeah, six point night. Thank God I He's, wasn't playing against that guy in fantasy. Well, do you remember when Buffalo got a lot of shit for signing him to that contract he just did? Well, I guess he's making everybody eat their shit. So I, I love uh, to see that. <laughs> there was a lot of people saying Florida wasn't going to do the same thing they did last year, and it's kind of showing. Yeah, that's uh, – I think for me personally, the two biggest surprises in that Atlantic right now are the Panthers being in sixth. But Boston's in first. Right. And still, dude, 10 wins in 12 games. 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Yellow hasn't made it there yet. Well, Allmark's played out of his mind so far to start this season and – not having Brad Marchant really hasn't affected him. And now that he's working his way back in, he looks like the old Brad Marchant. It's like he never missed a beat. But yeah, I just and- – I didn't see them – I didn't see this strong of a start for them. I thought they would be more middle of the pack. I kind of figured we would be looking at a Lightnings, Maple Leaves, and then Panthers, Bruins, Red Wings, Sabres kind of fighting in the middle. Um, I didn't buy into the Senators hype, so at least I was right on one of them so far. Senators mm-hmm. and Detroit did the same thing in the offseason. Detroit just did it better. Yeah, yeah Detroit, but I, they got some I, injuries coming up the pipe, uh, so they might be slipping here before long. But yeah, so my my surprise is actually the Senators. I mean, they're they're dead last. They're four and seven. Um, I didn't see that coming. I thought they were going to be a little bit better. Montreal is kind of yeah, Montreal. But Montreal's I'm review boomer. Boston, man. Boston is the surprise. That's just... So we were hanging out here in Tampere with Moira uh, Murphy. Shout out. Um, she's a Boston fan. She's from Boston. Her second team is the Blue Jackets. Most of the Boston fans wanted Cassidy gone. 
I think worked out for Vegas and for Boston. So that's pretty good. I think Krejci, um, having Krejci back helped them a lot, getting more chance. Hold up right there. Krejci, was Krejci the one that wanted traded? And then as that soon was as Cassidy got fired, he wanted that, oh, was, DeBrusque. that okay. was DeBrusque. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Krejci was spent a year in Czech in the Czech Republic, uh playing at home last year. That might have had something to do with Cassidy as well. I don't know. But it was DeBrusque, yeah. He he rescinded yeah. his trade request after Cassidy was gone. Well, but wasn't it the next day that he rescinded it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. It was like that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean and he started out good this year too. So they're just yeah, I guess and they're hey, catching shout- lightning in a bottle. They just need to stay out of the nursing home. Shout out to Fliggy too, because uh, hey, he got he got um, put on waivers for cap reasons there, um, but now he's playing fairly well too. And I think they seem to have a lot of fun. Did you see for his birthday when Marshand ca- caked him on the not. ice? That was hilarious. <laughs> that. that was really cool. They were having a practice session, and then Marshand snuck up on Folino when they had a team huddle and just put a cake straight in Fliggy's face. It was hilarious. <laughs> And everybody hates Marchand. That dude just seems like fun, as long as he's yeah. on your team. He's going to win a league the year he retires. Yeah, I did see and that he's got, what, three goals this year, and he only had two all of last year? Or was it three this year and three all of last year? Whatever it is, you know, he's definitely playing better already this year than he did last year. Yeah, and everybody who tells me they wouldn't want Marchand on their team is a fucking liar. Yep. Yep. All right, so now let's look at the Metro Division. And this is where we may all have to call Dom from The Athletic and apologize. (laughs) But the Metro sits like this right now. The New Jersey Devils are in first. The Hurricanes, Torts' Flyers, the Islanders, the Rangers, Capitals, Penguins, and our lovely old Blue Jackets sitting dead last. (laughs) Any surprises there, Neff? Dude, there's so much to process here. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, the whole, the whole division's a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's not a surprise is probably, like, the Islanders at four. That's where I had them, like, right around there. Pittsburgh right, had I a I agree really... with you there because I thought the Islanders were going to recover because everybody forgets two years ago they were one overtime game or goal away from being in the, East, in the, the Eastern Conference final rep. Right, yep. I mean, the obvious worst surprise is us sticking around like stupid kids here. Uh, minus 25.25 uh, p- points percentage. The next worst goal differential is minus three. <laughs> Capitals. <laughs> and nobody is below um, 400 points percentage. So we're obviously the joke of the Metro. Um, but I did not see the Devils at all. Yeah. Like, well, let me ask you this, Zach. What's a bigger surprise? The Devils in first or the Blue Jackets in last? Uh, the Devils in first by far. Uh, yes, for Brad's been absolutely killing it. Looking like one of the best players in the league after having contract issues with the front office this past year. Oh, he's been on out... himself this year and it's paying. Oh, off. absolutely. Not uh, to mention Palat coming in there from, from Tampa before he got hurt. He was playing real well, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the thing with Pittsburgh in seventh, they've lost their last six games straight. I think is it seven now, right? Or is it no, six? They're, they're uh, they lost seven in a row. Seven in a row, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I weren't love... we talking about them the two weeks ago when we looked at the standings? They were in first. Right. 
and I wish we could enjoy this a little bit more, but we're the only idiots who are worse than them. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a four-point gap between us and them. Already, with the same games played, right? Yeah. So uh, Yeah, they oh, both played 12. Right. But I, 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 I feel like we have to give a shout-out here to our old um, friend and foe, depending on where you sat on that aisle, um, Mr. Torts. He's doing his thing. Hmm. Isn't he right? I mean, yeah. they they don't have a lot of offensive talent there. No, no offense, Cam. But I mean, it's just not a great team, and that they're in third right now. Of course, it's early, but surprising as well, for sure. Yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and uh, he had benched. Was it uh, Hayes and Konechny? The third mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And since uh, since that night, Kevin Hayes has nine assists. Look at that. <laughs> that thing works yeah. at times. It looks like, huh? Surprise. <laughs> Tough love, baby. Sometimes it works. Yep. And All right, let's hop over to the let's hop over to the West and look at our uh, central division. Right now, we're sitting Stars, Jets, Avalanche, Blackhawks, Wild, Predators, Coyotes, Blues. What's your Zach. biggest surprise there, Neff? I'll pass it to Zach. He should go first this time. Otherwise, he feels bullied. Uh, 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 there's another team worse than Arizona. Yeah, oh, yeah. us in the St. Louis Blues. Whoo. Whoo, I, I knew us, but God. And didn't St. Louis whip our ass? They did. Oh, they yeah. did. They, they did. I mean, go ahead, Zach. Oh, this is kind of like how the Metro looks, where everything's just kind of scrambled compared to where you'd think it'd be. Yeah. Like, you got Dallas and Winnipeg in the conversation. Colorado's all the way down in third. Chicago's in fourth. Well, being as early as it is in the season, too, the, the you know, the placings are kind of skewed. Oh, yeah. Because the difference between first place and, where is it, first place and sixth place? Or seventh, yeah, sixth place. The difference between first and sixth is six points. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, honestly, I didn't think Arizona was going to have four wins at this point. And the Blues started pretty well. I, think I sure as hell didn't be- think Arizona was going to have one of those four wins against us either. <laughs> That's true. And then St. Louis had, I think they won at the beginning a couple in a row at least and they got their wins early and then they just sucked ass from them yeah, on. so they, that's they won their right. they won their first three and then lost six straight now they've only played nine games i think they're the only team in the league that's not played at least 11 yeah everybody else has played okay the flames have played 10 everybody yeah. else has played at least 11 the blues have only played nine so something's up with their schedule but whoever did the schedule this year probably should be hauled out back and shot the schedule sucks this year yeah, I'll I'll bury I'll bury that dude, whoever it was. It's not great. But what's your biggest surprise in the central, Zach? Um, I I've got to say it has to be Chicago being five and five right now. Same here. They were they're in the same spot they were the last time we talked about it two weeks ago, and they're still holding on to fourth in the central. It, it's yeah. just crazy because they traded away to Brinkett and Kirby Doc. And maybe maybe um, they looked at our homework because they're in a rebuild and they're trying to go 500. So does that mean <laughs> we're going to be in the sweepstakes for top three? Yeah, they're they're definitely working their way out of that sweepstakes. 
Yeah, doesn't that make you feel happy for um, us not give it, getting the, their pick this year because it was top three protected, right? So if they had, right. um, if we had gotten their pick early indications, or they might not be as bad as everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah, they're definitely. I don't know. To me, I don't know what the bigger surprise is: the fact that the the, the Blackhawks are hanging out in fourth, or the fact that the Wild are down in fifth. I thought they were a lot better. Mark Andre Fleury has just been god awful for them. Yeah, well, I mean they also went and lost Kevin Fiala to the Kings. Yes, and that's that was true. One they're fighting. Part. They're Aaron fighting Cat Purgatory too with buying out those two guys last year. Right. Yeah, they're they're absolutely in in in, in hell when it comes to the cap. So, all right, moving on to the Pacific Division. We got Golden State, or Golden State, good Lord, I was watching basketball <laughs> earlier. The Golden Knights, the Seattle Kraken, the LA Kings, the Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks, the Ducks, and the Sharks. Any surprises there, Zach? Um, well, so San Jose and Anaheim are just about where you expected them. Vancouver had a slow start. Calgary is really low compared to what you'd expect especially after the Huberto and Cadre signings and uh, Mackenzie Weger. Right. But Seattle and two has to be the biggest shock in that division. What do you think, yeah. Mike? Is Seattle and two a bigger surprise or the fact that Vegas uh, is dropped back into one? Yeah, I'm torn. Um, I mean, I want to give that to Zach. It's a huge surprise that Bowie, the troll team, ugly ass mascot, is, um, is on number two, I think. But number one, it's not that they're up there, it's how they're up there. They're they're leading the division by six points. They have 0.846 points percentage. 13 games played, 11 wins, two losses. That's domination, right? It's kind of like the Bruins um, in the, uh, in the uh, what's the other one? Atlantic. Atlantic division, thank you. Um, I, I Just the way they're, they're doing it is very surprising to me. Good for them. I mean, good yeah. for Cassidy. Because me personally, the, the the Vegas Knights are that's my biggest surprise there. Like you said, they're eleven and two, and they're not just eleven and two; they're eleven and two. Like they're dominating, and they had big questions coming into the season because you remember the whole goalie thing last year. You know, they shipped Flurry off for a bag of pucks, and then Leonard was their guy, and then it comes out he's having season-ending surgery, going to miss the whole season, and everybody's like, "Well, who the hell's going to play goalie?" and Luckily for me, it's Logan Thompson because he's kicking <laughs> ass in fantasy. Yeah. Both of yeah. their goalies are over a nine three five. That's God, crazy. Right? Both and Eichel, Eichel, obviously he'd made the right choice with the surgery he chose because he's ripping it up too. I mean, that's a big surprise to me. Eleven and two on a seven game winning streak. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right going to be fun when we get there in March, right? <laughs> well, I'm, if I make that trip in March, which I'm planning on doing to hang out with you, I am going to be drunk the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, uh, as Kyle would say, moving on, uh, that wraps up our news and notes segment. Let's go into what was this week. And this week was the Global Series over in Finland. We'll get to the games, but since we have you on, Mike, I wanna I wanna talk about the Finland trip itself. You know, run run us through your day. I wanna know what it took to get over there. 
you know, what are you eating when you get there? What's the nightlife like? What touristy stuff did you see? Who did you meet while you were over there? Just what was your trip all about? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, it's fantastic here. The trip was with me living in San Diego a little longer than everybody else from the East Coast, right? So I think it took me about 22 hours to get here after all. Um, Danny, Kyle and I stayed in a nice Airbnb very close to the uh, city center. So when we got here, I think it was around 5 p.m. local time on Wednesday. I had been awake for roughly 32 hours or something like that before I went to bed. Uh, we deliberately made sure we wouldn't go to bed too early. Um, so we kind of crashed at like 9.30 p.m. on I think that was Wednesday. That was by far the earliest I went to bed, by far. <laughs> I, I can vouch for you there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even there, but I can vouch for you. So I picked Danny and Kyle up at the uh, at the train station here with the beer in hand. Um, we shared a beer, went for dinner. And then on Thursday, we, we saw practice at the Nokia Arena, which is a really nice arena. They just This is their first full season in, in that arena. Uh, state of the art, really cool arena. Um, the weird thing here is you cannot drink beer in your seat. I heard so that because yeah. I yeah uh, Saturday I had to listen to the game because I was driving to Cleveland, so I had the app up and was listening to it on my phone. And and, and Bobby said I was trying to figure out why there were twelve thousand people here and seven thousand of them leave at intermission. <laughs> right, not before because dude the concourse is so so. It's, it's not wide enough, right? So this thing is not made for being sold out. And Finns love to drink. Like, they get plastered. So everybody leaves and makes sure that they can get a beer or a long drink. Um, and then they chuck, like, two or three in the intermission. Easy. <laughs> so what is the long drink? That's uh, It's a chin and um, and different stuff mix. So you, it's kind of like... It's way better than a hard seltzer uh, because it's made of chin, but actually it exists in the States too. So next time we're at our bar, I'm not sure if they have it there. Um, ask for one. I think you can pick them up at the grocery store. Uh, yeah, I know they sell them here. I've just, I've never had one. I was just curious what, so it's a gin based drink. It's kind of like a boozy gin lemonade. The original. Oh, you might be talking my language. They yeah. are delicious. They're really good. They're really, really good. So we had, um, I probably had like 700 of them this weekend, but they, <laughs> they were really good. Hey, and then Thursday we went out after. We met a bunch of people here. I mentioned Moira earlier. She flew in, although she's a Bruins fan. That's pretty cool. Katie Collins was here. Um, Justin Needham we saw. Um, of course, I, I want to give the biggest, biggest, biggest shout out to Sila. Um, she's local here from Tampere. She's such a fantastic person. Like we met her Thursday um, for lunch before the practice session here. And she was so excited. Her hands were shaking, man. She was so excited. She's the biggest Limey fan. She's adopted the CBJ for, for her team. She's actually coming to Ohio um, in January. So everybody make sure that when you see Sila, just give her a big, big hug because that person is one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait till she comes here in January. I've, I've interacted with her a lot via Twitter and uh, seeing the pictures of you guys and uh, oh my God, I'm blanking from subjectively. Um, 
Yeah, Jeremy, of course. Jeremy. He was with us. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Seeing you guys with Jeremy and her, just um, that's the only time I looked at the pictures and I was like, shit, I should have took the trip. Right. That would have been the next person I wanted to shout out to, Jeremy. Jeremy, you're, you're an awesome dude, man. Thanks for sitting with us. Um, he hung out with us a lot as well. Um, I got to meet Pale Dragon from the Canon as well. Um, well PD made the trip? He did. He was with nice. the big group. I think there were like 85 overall, 85 people that made the trip with the two groups from the CBJ. Uh, Catherine Dobbs, I saw her. Of course, we hung out with Jeff Swoboda quite often. He's just a fantastic guy, too. Um, yeah, well, the Jackets Attic made the trip with you guys from Calgary. Yeah, I just gave him a quick uh, handshake, actually, as well. I've never met him before. Uh, the Time Lord was present, too. Um, and then so many, I'm probably forgetting a bunch of people. Sorry if I didn't mention you, but it's kind of a blur. I don't even know what, what day it is anymore, but it's just fantastic <laughs> here. The food is great. People are so, so nice. Um, everybody's welcoming. Everybody speaks perfect English. Well, not perfect, but very good English. And it's just been a hoot, man. It's been a hell of a trip. The only negative was our stupid team, but I mean, we we kind of drank that away, so it was all good. Yeah, because like I said, I can vouch for you. I was coming back from Cleveland last night, and I know it was eleven fifteen my time, so the clocks hadn't changed yet. So it had to be five fifteen a.m. your time. Yeah, and, you, and you're texting me wanting to know if I made it home all right. I'm like, dude, it's five <laughs> in the morning. What are you doing? Yeah, it's it's funny. So for 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 the U.S. people also, you got to know that the bars are open till four, and a little bit later at times even. So we were making use. What we did, we were smart. We just tried to stay in the stay in the U.S. time zone, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but we drank a lot of shots, local shots here, local beer, really good beer. Like my favorite is Carhu, um, and it's just I, I think Thursday I went to bed at like. 3.30 or 4, then Friday night, well, Saturday morning was like, I don't know, 4. And then yesterday was like 5.30 or something like that. So, yeah, I'm spent, man. <laughs> I need another vacation. <laughs> I, I guess I guess in your defense, when you were texting me at 5.15 in the morning, you know, it really was only 2.15 in the morning your time. Right. Well, actually, it was still your day, too. I mean, it was it was yeah with, with the nine or ten hours that San Diego is behind. But hey, I mean, people what I want to mention here is people that the Finns, they love hockey and they know their hockey, too. Right. Line A is a legit superstar here. You don't what about, realize what about Ratman? Rantanen as well, but he's not from Tampere. Right. Okay. Line is from this town. And right. that's why he is. An absolute... He was a rock star, dude. He was an oh, absolute yeah. rock star. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, he's he's a character, too. They had videos of, of him um, on the Jumbotron all the time. By the way, Kyle and our group, when we walked to practice, uh, we got on the Jumbotron. Kyle oh, shouted. Yeah. That, that made us round. Yeah. And then Matt Zoltz, of course, we saw Dave, too. And he he, he put us on uh, on his Twitter as well, so... I've still got a chub from Kyle's video. <laughs> that, <laughs> Kyle's a content machine over there, you know, talking about how much he loves black sausage. <laughs> Just throwing yeah. down that black sausage. Just pounding yeah, it. That was... We actually, so we found out that we both like the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big beef and cheddar from Rax? Right, 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 right. <laughs> 
the funny thing is it's actually really good and it looks the same when it comes out the next day so <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. the, food, the food is really That's good here how you know um, it's organic it's quality right right absolutely yeah and hey just an overall really really great time and again silo you're you're a fucking rock star nice well that sounds like a blast i'm a little sad i missed that but there was some hockey played while we were there so we should probably go over that so friday do we have to (laughs) yeah we kind of have to it's what we do here friday what eight o'clock local time two o'clock here the Jackets played the Avalanche in game one of the Global Series. Um, Boone Jenner suited up for his 600th career game. And then hockey happened, and we ended up with a 6-3 loss. Uh, in that game, Borchek got his first goal of the season, and it was on the power play. So it was our first power play goal of the season. And then rock star Patrick Line got a goal while he was there, and you could hear it on TV. The people go crazy. Yeah. And then Sean Corrali wrapped up our goal, scoring with the third goal of the game. A um, few stats looking at that game. Shots on goal were 39 to 36 in favor of the Jackets, which you'll find out that was not the story Saturday. That game, there were 24 penalty minutes, 10 to the Jackets, 14 to the Abs, for a total of 12 penalties, or 10 penalties. Two of them were four-minute penalties. Yeah. The CBJ led in hits 18 to 5 that game. So they came out with some aggression, but what happened? I mean, did did you watch the game, Zach? Yeah, I was uh, was at our our bar with you watching that game. Oh, shit, you were, weren't you? (laughs) Oh wow, that must be some alcohol hey, involved. We were we were drinking back here too, Mike. <laughs> nice. Oh, we we had to. It it gets real sad real fast. But um that was the one game we've played this season. I mean, there's been probably three, four games where we've actually showed some grit, some aggression, like we actually want to be there. And I mean, we're just getting outmatched by a better team. Yeah. I mean, it's like the abs found their swagger again. And the funny thing is, like, hey, the Fs have had a, a slow start too, right? So yeah, they were and, coming off two two games that they lost by one goal heading into the Global Series that they shouldn't have lost either one. Right, right. And so they they came out flying, um, but hey, I I thought this was going to be a disaster after just three nothing for for the Fs, and then we made this comeback. Like Zach said, they showed some grit and some fight, and then what do they do? They tie it at three three just to piss it away again. Yep. Like just straight down their leg. Like what? What? What why? Like, can you explain that to me? They like, just want free chili. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, side note, there's there wasn't any chili chant here. So after the third goal, it's fantastic. No fucking chili chant. It was awesome. There was an R bar. There was an R bar. No, 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 no Zach did a chili chant at R bar. <laughs> <laughs> You should see a therapist, man. And yeah. anyway, he's scared uh, of me. Yeah. That game, that game was a little rough for us because if you had your phone out, the delay from Finland to America was like forty-five seconds to two minutes at different times. Wow. So we were accidentally getting notifications, finding out what was happening 
90 seconds before it happened. Yeah. That part sucks. Poor. Eventually we all just stashed our phones and we're like, let's see how this ends. Right. Por Porty spoiling it, by the way, we met Portsline as well. Um, but that game It I wasn't mean... even it wasn't even Porty spoiling it. The delay was so bad, the NHL networks their notifications from the app were coming through before it happened on TV. Oh, we were getting Oh, that's bad, dude. Oof. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, at least they showed some fight, but in the end, they pissed it away. Um, was was great to see, as you said, Boomer line is scoring a goal in front of his home crowd. Um, one of the highlights I forgot to mention was when we walked in on Friday for the game, we met Pat Patrick Line's mom. She gave us all a hug, and then we saw her again. She's one of the nicest people ever, dude. Like she's like, I'm just a mom, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. uh, you made a pretty good baby. By the way, his sister's pretty good looking too. So the genes in that family are just like, I think he got all the athletes uh, so stuff. He, and, and he got she all got, the talent. She got all the looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it was it was a shame on Friday. But at least it was a game, right? We scored some goals um, and we were in the fight for a little bit. So I think it was, if I have to choose one of the two games to uh, kind of like better than the other. Uh, it's definitely Friday's game. Well, let me ask you this: the atmosphere in the arena were because we were in was it Tempore? Mm -hmm. Um Were were they Jackets fans or was it fifty fifty or are they just there to watch hockey? Period. So they are huge hockey fans. A lot of them are just there to watch hockey. Um, but it didn't help that the Avs just won a cup and Ranton and was a big part of that. So from the eye test, I think I said 60-40 first. I got to correct that probably 65-35, um, maybe even 70-30 in, in favor of the Avs. But actual people from the States, the, the, the Jackets clearly won that battle. Like there were never as many people from... Uh, Colorado or just Colorado fans from the States there as there were Blue Jackets fans that live in the U.S. So that battle we won. So what kind of what kind of in-arena entertainment did they have? I saw, I think it was, uh, I think it was Bobby Mack. He said Saturday as well that, you know, even across the world, people love a free T-shirt. So what I, kind of stuff did they do at intermissions or during breaks and, and whatnot that was the same as over here or different than over here? Well, we have an all-star in-game um, arena host in Mike Todd, and he got flown in, and he did both games. Um, and he was fantastic, as usual. We had Stinger, uh, our mascot, um, who should be replaced by Boomer, by the way, and then Bernie the dog for the Avs, running around, handing out free T-shirts. Um, Todd, Mike Todd, absolute superstar, doing his thing, um, handing out trivia questions, giving away free merch and stuff like that. So it, they really made sure it was as NHL-like as possible, and they succeeded with that for sure. I, uh, I would just like to go ahead and point out the grudge match between Bernie and Stinger because of the trade that got declined back in uh, April. <laughs> got shut down by the league. Yep. One one thing was really funny though when uh, they they staged a pillow fight um, on Saturday between Birdie and Stinger. Uh, Stinger won that because it was our home game, right on Saturday. Um, and he held up a sign in Finnish that said "translated to bad dog." <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. That was really good. Well, so, since, so since since Friday was the Avs home game, did you get to sing all the small things? Uh, we did actually. Yes, did and you... I, I will be happy to admit that I sang 
at the top of my lungs because such a good tradition, I think. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Um, dude, one thing, the anthem, like the Finnish anthem, I'm not sure if you guys heard that on TV. But yeah, we got it on TV and the radio. Wow, they are so passionate when they sing their anthem, man. I got chills from that. It was fantastic. It was really, really good. But yeah, all the small things we sang and then uh, didn't have any Blue Jacket songs. We only heard the goal song once on, on Saturday, so that was a little sad. I also sing all the small things every time I pee. <laughs> and on that note let's move into saturday's game um speaking of small things our offense uh, a four to one loss in that game the only goal was uh boone jenner on a tipped shot from z up top uh, in that game the abs had the advantage on shots on goal 45 to 32 a little bit different than friday uh, the referees decided to let us play hockey on Saturday. A total of 14 penalty minutes split seven and seven per team. Uh, five of each per team's total of 10 were two fighting majors. So after the fighting majors are taken away, there was only one penalty per team. And uh, CBJ won the hit battle again, but it was only 13 to 10 this time. Um, one of the probably biggest highlights from this game was Corpy got to start in his first start of the season in his homeland of Finland. And uh, pretty much everything after that, they dropped the puck and then it went to shit. Um, what did it look like over in Finland, Mike? Well, two hot starts, right? And 33 seconds in the first period, immediately went on a breakaway. Boom, one nothing, right? Great start. <laughs> I think it was the second period as well where they scored like really quickly into the period and basically that ended the game. Um, I want to say Corpy looked really, really good. So we found out that this was the first time in two years that he's actually not feeling any pain when he's playing and he looked really good. He didn't give up a softy. The team just let him um out to dry i think unfortunately um but he looked solid for for the, the break he had and then the rest of the game was honestly it was just kind of a lull um there was not a lot of energy in the building um and the team was just they fucking stank dude yeah i i actually listened to it on the radio driving to cleveland for the monsters game and then this morning wanted to do my due diligence before we got on here and I sat through that whole fucking game, yeah, knowing was what was going to happen. And, you know, every time the period started, I, I looked at Mrs. Boomer and my brother was sitting in the chair. And I was like, well, they're going to score in under two minutes because <laughs> they scored in the first two minutes of all three periods. Right. It, and back, yeah. It just seems like we pick our battles. We either come out hot, play well for a period and a half, give up, and then try to come back. Or we just grab our ankles and take it for the entire game. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. There's I mean, no morale in there in that in that team. There's no there's no cohesion. There's just nothing going right right now. Nothing. Yeah. That game at the end of the first period, we led in shots thirteen to twelve, and then it ended up forty five to thirty two. We right. said it in uh, I think it was the was it the Boston game or the Arizona? Game? I don't even remember. But we're like fifty three shots on goal. 53 shots on goal. Well, now we got 45 shots on goal, 39 the day before. I mean, the problems are still the same. It was, uh, 
It was New Jersey that had the 53 shots on goal. Yeah, okay, New Jersey. They, they all – they're blending together. Yeah. Because but, I mean, bullshit. Yeah, you can say here you can blame the offense, you can blame the defense, you can blame goaltending, you can blame the team as a whole, but it starts behind the bench. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I rewatched the game and uh, four goals, two of them were on horrendous turnovers. Um, the one goal – slid under Corpy's pad. If he gets the pad all the way down, that one's on him. You got to be on the ice, buddy. Um, Fair. But he did have some really, really good saves. So did Elvis at the beginning of the Friday game. They both did not look horrible. Um, You just – you can't give up that many two-on-ones, that many one-on-ones. One Uh, one of the things I noticed – I can't remember if it was the first or second goal in the Saturday game that I watched this morning – Zach Wierenski's down in the corner, turns the puck over, and is lollygagging back. Um, I actually stopped it, paused it, rewound it, watched it two or three times, and counted the guys. As he turns it over, there are two abs and one blue jacket between the net and the puck. By the time they get to the neutral zone, there are four abs and one blue jacket between the puck. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've I've been saying it all systematic across the board. It's just bad. I mean, it's just, it's just bad. It's hard. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder and me and me and Mrs. Boomer had the conversation today. Someone's going to have to bribe me to renew next year. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to give me something. This is hard to watch. And I'm spending over $7,000 a year on this. Right. Yeah. With the, Oh, go ahead. I, I, I was in the I went down to the where all the um close to a hundred Blue Jackets fans sat. They were all in one section in the arena. Um so on, on, on Friday we were actually able to get some chance off because we got that deficit back. Friday uh, Saturday game, I went down there um and there was no energy from anybody. Like it was dead. Like and it wasn't just because we had a good time, it was also because the team played so so badly. Um, I think the only good two good things that came out of that game was first of all it ended, <laughs> and second of all um, Elvis was sitting there with his grandma uh, with all the fans in the same section, and he got to snag a pick with him. And I also want to say I shit on Elvis all the time. This is nothing personal against him um, at all. It just should have been better. Uh, Friday actually he played decently, um, but the team just sucks so badly right now that. It's just everything stinks. Yeah. You can't blame just one one area of the game. Absolutely. All facets of the game are not doing anything. Right. I mean, we're getting we're getting the only thing we win is the hit battle, but half the time when we make a hit, it puts somebody out of position. Yep. So we're not gonna talk about that one no more. That you know, six three loss Friday, four one loss Saturday leads to post-game interviews. And uh, this has been a topic of conversation on social media and in my personal life today. I've had friends texting me what I thought about the Line interview. Did you guys happen to see the post-game interview with Patrick Line? We'll start with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I uh, went ahead and rewatched all of them. The Blue Jackets YouTube right now has every post-game interview combined from that Saturday game. So went ahead and watched through all that earlier. What about you, Mike? Did you see it? I did, yes, I did. Uh, huge topic of discussion. 
So, make a long story short, Patrick Line was asked his feelings on the trip to Finland for the Global Series. He pretty much, you know, not not quoting, but pretty much said that it, it sucks because they got blowed the fuck out twice. That the team is better than they're playing. He believes they have the answers in the room. I don't know if that was a shot at coaching or calling players out, but he said he believes the answer is in the room. But he pretty much said that he felt the entire trip was a waste of time. Um, I have my personal thoughts on it, and we'll get to those. But what did you take out of that, Zach? So at the end of the day, it just seems like a player voicing his frustrations. I mean, this is – like you said last week, it's the same guy that came out and said Brad Larson's the worst fucking power play coach he's ever seen. His words. Yep, and got benched. Um, yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's saying it's a waste of time because they made the trip all the way to Finland for him to play in his own town or in his hometown and get absolutely crushed. Somewhat have a fight in it on Friday. Nothing on Saturday. Absolutely killed. Gets split up from Gaudreau on Saturday and just cannot find a way to get back in this game. Yeah, and that's one thing that 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 he said too, right? In the interview was um he got asked if 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 that helped getting split up from Gaudreau. And he said, Well, they just he felt like they just started getting some some chemistry together. So I, I feel like yes, it was I agree completely with you, Zach. Like that was a player voicing his frustration. But you can clearly, clearly tell that he's not happy with the way this team is coached right now. Um, that Goudreau thing that hinted at that, and then the waste of time, of course. Um, and there's just several things that I, I think Line at least has not only been frustrated, but he has also lost trust in the coach. Yeah, and me personally, like I said, I had a conversation with a friend of mine via text message today, and uh, we're we're apparently on different sides, which it's nice when you have friends that you can have discussions with and you don't have to agree all the time. Um, that's hard to come by these days. But uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the same same path as you, uh, both of you actually. It came off as frustration. You know, he this made this trip back to not only his home country, his hometown. Mm-hmm. Like I flew seven, nine, what, however many hours it is to come home and just get embarrassed. Yeah, and he he did all of these pregame stints like for on the jumble jump. So he, you know, he 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 was invested. Um, oh, yeah, he was interviewing with the league. He was interviewing with the 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 Columbus people. He was interviewing with the Finnish people. He was, I mean, he did everything this week. And it was not only him. He had a second Finn that made his first start in what nine months, and well, eight. The team didn't have anything in them, so of course he's frustrated. He's 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 supposed to be frustrated. If he weren't, I would be pissed at him to not be frustrated. To be honest, and even in uh, Pat or in Corpy's post game interview, he goes, "Yeah, it's exciting to come back here and play. This is more Patty's show." Yeah, it's exactly what he said. He called it Patty's show. 
But I mean, did any of that come off as prima donna ish or because I mean, there, there's a line where people were taking it as he thinks he's better than the team or he's not part of the team. He He's causing issues with these comments, whereas I personally, I prefer someone to come out and say this because we all know I'm very blunt. If you ask me a question, you're going to get an answer. You never have to wonder what I'm thinking. Just ask me. And that's kind of how I took it is, you know, you're going to ask the question. I'm going to give you the damn answer. You ain't going to like it, but I'm going to give you the answer. Yeah, I, I, I have to be cautious there. Um, I, I, I'm generally with you, but I also don't want to be a hypocrite because what I didn't like was what Elvis did when he shit out on the team and made that interview after the Boston shot out the 4 nothing. I hated that, to be honest. So, But with Patty here, I think he didn't. First of all, I don't feel like he threw his teammates under the bus. Um, I don't think he did that. But you also have to yeah, see I'm the, I'm the same way. I didn't feel like he was... Because Elvis pretty much came out and said, what is the defense doing? What is the power play doing? What are these guys doing? I didn't feel like Patrick pointed the finger at individuals on the team. I felt like he pointed at the entire team as we suck. Yeah, and I didn't hear him say I. It was more we. Yep, absolutely. And, hey, from his perspective, I, uh... he's hometown, dude. Can you imagine right. being that and the team doesn't put up a fight for you? Right. I mean, come on. What were you going to say, Zach? I uh, I was actually just about to I was about to bring that up just before you started talking there, Neff. Um, I mean, with the Elvis thing, he pointed out everybody in the room except for himself. His quote in that game was, "I think I played all right. We got shut out for nothing." Right, it's and exactly that's one of the things that I was said. trying to point out. Yeah, that's one of the things I was trying to point out is Line A was saying we, 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 and Elvis was saying they, they, they. Yeah, those yeah. are two. Those are two completely different answers. Absolutely. And hey, for me, I want a player to be frustrated after, after a show like this, right? I want that, especially when he's playing in his hometown. Um, so, right. If there's I no mean, frustration, that means you don't care. Right. Exactly. And I mean, the only real question that we got to ask ourselves, and Kyle says that all the time, what are we doing? Like, what right. the fuck are we doing? Right. Because my, my friend I was talking to earlier today, he made a, he, I mean, he made a point that actually, has set with me and I was saving it for this episode is, you know, Patrick Lyon is frustrated. Patrick Lyon saying, we need to get better. We need to find the answer. We need to figure it out. But I don't feel like everybody on the team feels that way. He, he said, and I agree that some of the people on this team just seem to be content making it to the NHL. Right. You can't have and, that. I mean, not have that. One right, of my, we'll oh, oh, go ahead. So one of my biggest gripes, our our leadership group on this team, um, our captain and two of the guys wearing the A, are some of the most quiet guys on this team. Mm-hmm. They might hear it in the locker room, but there's hardly anything coming out from Nyquist, Warensky, or Boone. Yeah, it's Vortex yeah, screams at the refs more than those three combined. It just seems like a really soft leadership group, and I'm trying to convince myself it wasn't an issue but it's getting to the point to where you might want to look there too yeah i mean we had this discussion yesterday i mean i love boone um but maybe he's not the right captain because sometimes you gotta have somebody shouting at someone you can't treat everybody the same right so maybe boone is just um 
a little bit too quiet at times. Some guys clearly need tough love, others don't. Um, and that's, I mean, leadership is one thing, but I'm definitely questioning coaching. I mean, from that perspective, there has to be some stuff done there too. Yeah, that leads into our next topic. You know, now that we're getting off of these games, are are we looking at a possible coaching change, whether it's head coach, assistant coach, is the front front office in trouble? I mean, how hot are these seats right now? We'll go ahead and go with you first, Mike. Yeah, so I want to start off by saying, hey, it's only 12 games. There is 70 to be played. It looks really shitty right now, and I'm extremely Which, yeah, pissed hold, off. Holding you up right there, one of the things Zach Wierenski said, and it was either Zach or Boone, but they said, you know, 12 games in, da, da, da. How do you feel? He's like, well, you know, it sucks. We need to be better, but it's not like we're going to lose the next 70 in a row. Right, right. Or are they? That was but having said that, I mean, with the way they're fucking playing, they might because <laughs> clearly they're not a unit. Um, and so when we talk to some people here, um, I'm not going to name any names, but we heard a rumor and I'm not this is not confirmed or anything. I'm not going to uh, pretend that I'm any sort of an insider. Yeah, we don't we don't have sources. We just make shit right. up. You know, exactly. <laughs> this is what we heard right we did hear some things though that on the plane ride to finland uh yarmo had uh about an hour call with brad in private uh so we don't know what exactly went on there um but well, just, just be, yep. making making a joke here they had an hour call on a seven plus hour trip that's about as long into the trip as we are into the season right exactly right yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know what happened there, but hey, that might hint at changes coming up or some sort of, hey, last chance um, in Finland, which they clearly fucking blew. Um, and the other thing we heard, interestingly enough, was that um, many legacy might be out the door when they resume practice on Tuesday. Which that's interesting because I brought that up last week and then yeah. we were talking about it before we got on. The only goalie coach that... Elvis has had is Manny Legacy. The only goalie coach that Tarasov had is Manny Legacy. Corpy's had him for all of his career except for the first or first two years. So, I mean, he is a constant in the goal room. Yep. Yep. And then, I mean, we saw we weren't at the morning skate on Saturday, but the big um, CBJ fan group was. Um, somebody told me that Legacy and Elvis were choking around on Saturday. Uh, there was honestly no fucking reason to be joking around because the only thing that is a joke is that fucking team right now. So don't fucking choke around in a goddamn practice when you have a goddamn chance to ride this ship and win a fucking game then the same night. So that really didn't set, sit well with me. Uh, there's a time for jokes and you can always have fun, but that just didn't sit well with me, to be honest. So maybe Legacy's gone. So they're they're out there joking Saturday after a six three loss before yeah. the game where they lost four to one. Right, and that's the thing. the The only thing he does on this team right now is personality. And if you're gonna act like that before games, why are you here? I mean, like Kyle's been saying it all season. Do we have a goaltending problem, or is it stemming from one person? Hmm. I think we have a systematic problem. I can't blame it. I can't blame it all on goaltending. I mean, no, no, I, no, we, no. All, we all know I've never been the biggest Elvis fan, and that's you know that's just obvious and out in the open. I've never been a huge fan. I've said for years, if his name was Bill Mers Lincoln's, nobody would have gave a shit. Right. 
And statistically, he's not good enough right now. I mean, he's just not. But none, none of them are. So then when none of them are, you have to look at what's in front of them. And the defense is, like I keep saying it, it's invisible. Yeah. It's invisible. They're not doing nothing. I mean, I've been a big pro Good Branson guy since he came here. But he has zero fights. He had one in the preseason. He has zero fights. Uh-huh. You know, four times four, dude. Punch somebody in the face every once in a while. Well, we're getting trampled. You know, that game, the first game was one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. Yep. Why are we not snatching somebody like Olivier did Saturday? When it was 3 right. 1, Olivier decided, I'm going to try and give this team a spark. Fucking finally. It didn't work. Fucking finally. It didn't work, but at least he tried it, right? You're absolutely right. And, which, and I appreciate seeing that because he had been scratched Friday. So right. after coming back from being scratched, which I wish he would have done in that Boston game after he got scratched in the Arizona game, yeah. you know. But he got the message. He, he yes, did get the message. Other, other, other players clearly didn't. And I, I don't think we have a goaltending problem. We have an everything problem. systematic. But to and to 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 go back to Zach's point earlier is that I do think something's wrong in this locker room. I can't really oh, yeah. put a finger on it, but there's something not going on. I mean, I have my theory. I'm gonna keep that to myself for now. But you guys know what I'm talking about. But there's something wrong in that locker room, dude. I'll tell you my theory. My theory: there's a bunch of I guys and not a bunch of we guys. Yep. Yep. And yeah, you know, can't have that. Know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like they say, there's no I in team. Oh, wait, yes, there is. It's right there in the A-hole. <laughs> <laughs> it just leads it, back to what we were talking about with the post-game interviews. Yeah, yeah. So let's just uh, fuck Blue Jackets hockey this week. Let's move on. Yeah. So Saturday, little Boomer took a trip to Cleveland. I went to my first Monsters game. And – for all you people out there that have been to Monsters games or AHL games, why in the hell have you not told me how much fun AHL hockey is? Shut up, dude, I have. Dude, there's no rules. There's no, no rules. I watched. Did you see? Oh, dude, I watched Owen Sillinger last night get boarded from like five feet away from the boards. Head first, like I'm. I literally, I texted you and Kyle. I'm like, I think Owen Cylinder just got killed. <laughs> this dude came out of nowhere, destroys him. Little scrum happens. Next thing you know, Cylinder's back up throwing hands and draws his own roughing penalty. That's nuts. It yeah. Was, oh, dude, the boards and the glass are so cheap at this arena. I was sitting third row and they almost knocked my beer out of my hand because when they hit, <laughs> Everything flexes. It was just oh, yeah. the atmosphere was completely different than a Blue Jackets game. Obviously, it's minor league, so there's a little bit more gimmicky stuff going on. But man, it was so much fun. I can't wait till March to go back to the outdoor game. Yeah. We, me and the missus have already talked. We may be going back up. Yeah, uh, between now and then, and you know, later in the season when we get towards the end, because there's not there's only three home games in March, so we might make another trip up there. For another indoor game, it just, my God, it was so much fun. And yeah. then to top it off, they win. 
Nice. Four to two. My boy Bimmer gets two goals. <laughs> Marchinko boy, gets huh? a goal. The Marchinko goal was a thing of beauty. They're set up on the power play. He's playing in front of the net. This guy gets to the spot. Bimmer takes a shot, never leaves the ice. It's a, it's a design play because the angle, he shoots it. It's like coming at me. It's not going at the goal. Dude, it hits Marchenko's stick, boop, right in the upper corner. Postage nice. stamp, top left. Nice. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And watching Carson Meyer fly around and just hit everybody. I mean, if you have a pulse, he's going to hit you. <laughs> um, he he looks like an absolute leader out there. And uh, I forgot Brendan Gauntz was playing up there. Brendan Gauntz is a fucking animal. He is, yeah. Tall I motherfucker mean, too, right? Yeah, big dude, big oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just fun. I got to see him score. The first three goals of the game were uh, – it went uh, – who did they play? Uh, the Chicago Wolves. It went Wolves, Monsters, Monsters. The first three goals, power play, power play, power play. Nice. So there so – I haven't seen all year. <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I had a buddy that was up at the <clears throat> Monsters game there, and I got a text from him earlier uh, by the name of uh, Bill Loomer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just said, I may have been wrong about Bimstrom. Dude, um, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this, Mike? Are you sitting down? I think uh, Zach had uh, an acute um, case of dyslexia here. I think he already outed you. (laughs) He may have. He may have. But I know it's late where you're at. But this is not a dream. I told my wife. And I told Elaine Shercliffe, uh, we we met up with Elaine Shercliffe, uh, yeah. the AHL beat writer. Um, and we were talking about it at the second intermission. This kid looks completely different up there. Mark Say just did a article on it. I recommend everybody going and reading. He did an interview with him. This kid, he looks completely different. He's playing top line. He's playing power play one. He's playing when they have a lead. He's out there protecting the lead. He's playing defense. He's hitting people. He's setting people up. There's a confidence about him that I've never seen before I saw him last night. He absolutely 100% looks like a completely different player. And Mark said it best. I believe this trip to Cleveland has jump-started Emil Bimstrom's NHL career. You know, there was a direct... I just said that. Yep. Yep. And didn't you... Didn't he... Somebody also say that this is the first time that Bemstrom actually has fun, real fun playing... Yeah, that was that article. North America, right. Yeah. Yeah, there there was also a quote in that article from Emil Bemstrom, and they asked if there was anything that this trip down to Cleveland made him realize. And he goes, yeah, it makes me realize I'm still a very good hockey player. Yeah. 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 He, he said that he, you know, he realized he's still a very good hockey player. He's having fun for the first time in three years. He's getting to use his sets, his skill set, which he didn't get to use on the third and fourth lines while he was in Columbus. And uh, he was actually also shocked when he got cut because he didn't get cut in the last round. Mm-hmm. He got cut in the next to last round. Right. So, yep. but I know we, we joke about Bemstrom, at least I do, but I know I said at the beginning of the year, honestly, I wish nothing but for the best of the kid. I want him to go to Cleveland, get his game back together, and I want him to come down here and catch fire. Dude, I want him to come down here and score 50 points and make me buy a jersey. <laughs> he so here's, here's he the thing. amazing up there. 
I mean, that would be great if he did that. But what we can't do is destroy the confidence he's just building right now, right? That's the biggest thing. Let him let him do his thing there. Let him rip it up, and then when he when they feel he's ready, then he comes back. Because we got to remember, he has to go through waivers again. And if right. he's playing like he is right now, somebody will pick him up if he's not leading up here. So Wait, next he's, time he he's comes up, he's here for. He's tied for the lead in the AHL and scoring with 14 points. And right. he's one goal behind the leader. He's got seven. The first place goal leader has eight. Right. And that's the thing. Why don't we just leave him in Cleveland this year, bring him and Marchenko up together next year, keep him on the same line? And that's not a bad idea because that's one of the things I also wanted to touch on is we have, a you know, this fan base is always split 50-50 when it comes to should we keep a guy here, should we send a guy down? And we heard it with Kent Johnson all preseason. Yeah. Half the people are like, send him down. Half the people are like, keep him up. He'll learn here. Da, 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 da. Well, one thing I did learn watching AHL Hockey Live, don't send Ken Johnson down. They'll fucking kill him. Yeah. They will They will kill him. Unless he's going to put on 25 pounds, he'll die. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's You're, I, you're not I, playing finesse hockey in the AHL. I mean, I saw Mason McTavish playing with the Gauls last season for one game. Um he survived, so that's uh, probably the closest comparison I could ever make, but I, I totally get your point. Yep. Mason McTavish is also stocky. I mean, he's not built like a bean sprout. That's true. That's true. And I t- that's another thing with Bimmer. He looks bigger. He looks solid. Good. Good. It, hey, just, I was I mean, shocked. To, to, it was, it was fun to see him live and actually see the improvements this kid has made in such a short time. I'm, I'm actually excited for when he does get the chance to come back up, and I never – ever in my life thought I would say that. And that's hilarious. That's really, really good because that means he's really getting it done. To Zach's earlier point, hey, uh, maybe it's not the entire year that Marchenko and, and Bemmer have to spend in the AHL down there because we're going to get some injuries anyway, right? So maybe when, when, right. when that happens, they come up. We just got to realize that the next time Bemstrom gets called up, he's not going to be get, getting sent down. He's going right. to stay. And the other thing that's going to also depend is who gets hurt. Because right. if we need a fourth line grinder, I'm not bringing Bimstrom or Marchenko up. I'm bringing I'm bringing Meyer up. Right. And if I need both... to put somebody in that second line, then I'm bringing one of these two up. Right. And they're both right-handed shots, so they kind yeah. of yeah they they com- they're, they're competitors when it's about a a lineup spot. <laughs> And that's the thing. Like, Boomer, how long have you shit on me for being one of the only people in the fan base that's still high on Bemstrom? Since he got here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, we saw, we saw one amazing one-timer in his first preseason, and then everybody was like, give him the key to the fucking city. And he just never, he never lived up to that. Well, it's more a- than that, though. Like you said, he's u- getting used in a role that he should not be used for. His two-way game right. is amazing, but give him yeah. Time and he actually he was quoted up. he was quoted thanking Torts for that because he said when he got here and he played under Tortorella, you have to learn defense first or you don't get a play. Mm. Yeah, Fair. and he's finally going to get a chance next year. Is my best guess because we're probably never going to see Texier again. If I'm being real with you. Yeah, we, we talked about this yesterday. We're we're like torn. Um it's that's a tough one, right? Um, but hey, we'll we'll see how that goes, first of yeah. all. 
wish him wish him the best best of luck of course but isn't it funny that we've been talking about the AHL team for like 15 minutes now because that's our only highlight our, N- our NHL team is so fucking bad <laughs> well, speaking of highlights I don't know if you guys heard but if you saw Elaine Shirkliff's tweet Last night was salute to service at the Monsters game. So they honored all the veterans and they had people there and this, that, and the other. But at each intermission, they honored a different group. Uh, the Navy was first and then the Army, which I was a part of, and then the Marine Corps, then the Air Force, then the Coast Guard. Well, they had everybody. If you were if you were in the, or active or veteran of the Navy, stand up. So all the Navy guys stand up and they put everybody, you know, the cameras shoot around the arena and they put them all on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Then they get to the army and my wife's bumping me. She's like, stand up. I'm like, all right, stand up, you know, and everybody's clapping and the camera comes to me while we're honoring the veterans straight. Just start chugging my beer. Just <laughs> killed it. Just killed it. Everybody just started cracking up. It was hilarious. That was the highlight of my trip. Just looking like me out there. Yeah. I was trying, but it only had 16 ounce pounders up there and a 16 ounce pounder. 1161 at Rocket Mortgage Field House. Good God. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, hey. that's not even a tall boy. That's just a pounder. Right. God uh, but yeah. anyway, that was that was my experience with the monsters. Um, definitely became a huge fan of the AHL last night. Um, can't wait to go back up. Looking forward to that outdoor game. Um uh me, Zach, uh Jacob are going to that. Mrs. Boomer's going to that. Kyle and Danny, uh, Julie from Finland and her husband. We all actually have seats in the same row in the same section that day. Oh, man, that's going to be fun, dude. I'm happy you got to go and that you're all together as such a good group. You're going to go back together there soon. That's awesome, man. That's And I just just want to put this out there to the fan base because I talked to – I have a friend that works at Rocket Mortgage Field House. And then I talked to Elaine. She covers the AHL. And uh, so I got to meet a few people, talk to a few people while I was up there. Um, Rumor is the NHL is going to look at the numbers from this game. Because at media day, Bob McGilligan went to New York and asked about outdoor games. Mm -hmm. And the NHL said, we are aware there are four teams that have never participated in an outdoor game. Within the next five years... All four of those teams will participate in an outdoor game. Doesn't mean you will host one, but you will participate in one. Right. So if the numbers suck in Cleveland, that game's going to be in Chicago, Detroit, or Pittsburgh. Right. If the numbers don't suck, we may have it in Cleveland. Yeah. And I guarantee we already know that it's not going to happen. High state's trying to make playoff games go to an indoor facility in Indianapolis. So Columbus is not an option. Cleveland is right now. Yeah. And I guarantee you, no matter where it's at, our fan base is going to travel well. Dude, this is I'm, I'm in Tom Perry right now, and there were so many blue jackets. I've I've said it earlier, dude. We travel so fucking well everywhere. It's just I don't care where we have an outdoor game. Doesn't have to be anywhere in Ohio. I just want one for the blue jackets. It's been right. twenty two fucking years, dude. Like, I hate fuck. Chicago. I absolutely hate Chicago. I hate going there. I would make that trip for an outdoor game. Right. Absolutely. You- you live in California, and you made that trip to Finland. 
Like right. we had, you said we had 85 people from the States go to the Finland game. Can you imagine <laughs> the amount of people it's going to drive one or two States over to go watch an outdoor game? All yeah. of them. Yeah. And I'm going to tell them straight up when I get my season tickets that year, don't give me a refund for that game. Just give me my fucking tickets. Like don't. I guarantee you, I, I know for a fact, at least me and Jacob will probably be in your truck riding to that game. I'm sure yeah. you will. You'll probably try to stay in my hotel room too. You cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine like Detroit and Columbus in a couple of years when we hopefully ride at our ship shitty fucking ship here and the Detroit um rebuild is done with too when when this is going to become a rivalry and we might play Detroit at the big house in a, at Ann Arbor can you imagine yeah. that Yeah I mean I would definitely make that trip and if they do play in Cleveland you're probably going to play either Detroit or Chicago or Pittsburgh, which those fans are going to come to because they come to Columbus. Why wouldn't they go to Cleveland? Whatever it is, it's going to be sold out. Yeah, like if we went to out. Pittsburgh and played at Heinz, I, I fucking hate Pittsburgh with a passion. But God damn it, that's a nice arena it or is. a nice stadium. Yeah, it really is. I've been there. Awesome. Well, football and, and baseball too. Their, their ballpark is great. Um, oh my God, yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, their basketball team, not so much. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, they don't have one. <laughs> That's the only thing they don't have, which they should have more of is nothing. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is people buy tickets to this monster game. They're, they're as cheap as 10 bucks. Yeah. I bought, I think we're in row 20. And that's because, for some reason, rows one through 19 say obstructed view. I don't know if it's because of the angle, because it's set up for football, not hockey. But, mm -hmm. dude, anything above row 20 is an unobstructed view. And they get cheaper the farther you go up. The expensive seats are down low, which aren't good views anyway. Buy the fuck out of those $10 seats and take everybody you know. Yeah. Jacob and I paid $45 each for our yeah. lower bowl seats with you guys. I mean, it's yeah. a great deal. It's yeah, 90 it bucks is. a pair. 90 bucks a pair. It's from my house, it was like two hours and 45 minutes one way. So if you're in the Columbus area, it's an hour and 45 minutes. It's less than two hours to get there. Right. Yeah, please, hey, go and do this because the games are fun and we can use this as proof of concept. So um, finally, we get, as the big club, we get an outdoor game as well. If you're going to support your team, support your farm team. Yeah, exactly. Everything coming up, just it does nothing but help. Yep. Yep. So getting off that topic, we got one more thing to hit before we hop off here and call it a night, boys. Let's take a peek at next week. The team is traveling back. They should be here by now or shortly. Um, they're going to have an off day tomorrow, and then they'll hit the ice Tuesday and resume practice. Uh, we got two games this week. Uh, we'll talk about the second one first. Saturday, we go to New York to play the Islanders. Um, but Thursday, home game, November 10th, John Tortorella makes his first trip back to Nationwide Arena. How are you guys feeling about that? Go to you, Zach. So, first of all, like I said last week, if it doesn't happen before that game, I will be starting a Fire Larson chant. It works for New Jersey. Let's see if it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reverse psychology. I love it. But, I mean, this team's on a hot streak. It It's hard to deny, and they play a physical game. It's that John Tortorella style of hockey. Like, I guess here's the big uh, question. Will you boo towards? 
No, absolutely not. No, I'll stand up cheer that man. What about yeah. you, Mike? He did wonderful things for this franchise. He may not have went out well, but right. I would, if I were there, I would stand up um, and probably cry for his uh, for his welcome back video. Uh, it's well known that I think he stayed for one year too many, but what the guy has done for us is unbelievable. I love him as a human being. He's a heck of a coach. Um, and whoever boos him should be fucking punched in the face. <laughs> That's my well, opinion. Philly fans come, they may do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But as That's for the only game, thing I'm not looking forward to this game, because I'm like you. I love John Tortorella. I love everything he did while I was here. Um, but we've said before, John Torella has a shelf life. He comes in, he changes the culture, he turns your program around, and he's good for five years. That's why we kept him for six. Right. Exactly. He had a, he had a shelf life in Vancouver. He had a shelf life in Tampa. <laughs> that shelf life in Vancouver or, was short. Yeah, but also with the Rangers, he had one, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I do think, hey, this team now coming back, I mean, they're going to be – back today off tomorrow practice tuesday that means they're gonna hit their jet lag right around wednesday thursday so right in time for that game it's gonna be great we're gonna get blown out because torts is gonna have his team fired the fuck up you can you better believe that is cam Cam atkinson healthy yet is he playing now he might i don't know if he's gonna be healthy for the team but you better believe if he if he he probably gets a hat trick if he's back I what think he's went from week to week to day to day. Okay, did he? I'd like to see. I'd like to see him play again. I'm. I like Cam. I never. I was never a Cam hater. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm. I love Borchek, so I was happy when the trade happened because right. Borchek's one of my dudes. But I do miss Cam. Cam, what he did outside of hockey was just amazing for this city. Yeah, and I, I'm. And he wasn't a horrible player. I mean, I'm on the same page there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's like with Torts. I'm happy he was here, but I'm also happy that he left. And I think that's the same with Cam, Be, not because of the stuff he did for the city. That was all awesome. But I think in the locker room we needed some fresh blood there. And I think from that perspective, that was good that he left. But I'm, I'm still rooting for the guy. I like Cam a lot. And for those of you that don't know about Cam with the city, I mean, when COVID hit, Cam saved our bar. He, yeah, he definitely helped. He definitely yep. had a big part in that, and he runs the uh, Battery Hockey Academy, so he's a big he part of kids developing in Columbus. Huge veteran guy too. Does yes. a lot of work for veterans. Yes, yes, and very invested in the entire community. So, great guy, great guy. So, well, guys, I think that's about all we got. I think, uh, I think that's an episode. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say, hey, out of the next 15 games, there are 12 at home. So are you going to survive this little boomer here? Are you going to? I will. I don't know if my liver will. How about your <laughs> bank account? Oh, my bank account's hurting. This front-loaded schedule's killing me. It's stupid, man. And I just hope they get some points out of this. Uh, let's see what happens in the um, in the coaching situation and in the locker room here. But I'm just hoping for you guys, especially that go so often that they're going to fucking get this right because there's nothing worse than watching a losing shitty hockey team without any morale live uh, when you have season tickets. I've been there before, so I, I know what you're feeling. <laughs> so yeah, with, with hockey like this, with hockey like this, I mean, 
you find yourself doing shots before and after the game, and I do seven dollar shots at our bar. And I mean, on that, that adds up night. quick on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. On Monday, on Tuesday, on a day that ends with why I'm fucking yeah. pounding shots and Miller lights like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Oh man. So, while we're getting into closing statements, Kyle, do you have anything you want to say? Kyle, Kyle, cool. I hope he's got his passport. That's all I can say. (laughs) This may become the Boomer and Booner show. The Booner, Boom, Boomer, Boomer at Bulls, Raging Booner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks for having me on, guys. And I thanks for hopping on, and thanks for thanks for telling us all about Finland. We love you, Neff. Yeah, I love you too, uh, boys. And again, huge shout out to Sila. You're a rock star. And Jeremy, love you too, dude. Awesome, boys. I appreciate both of you coming on hanging out with me tonight. I'm going to send this over to Kyle. And uh, like I said, we're going to call that an episode. Later. See ya. See ya. How tough is it to come here and come away with nothing? Yeah, it's it sucks. Kind of kind of wishing that this trip never happened after this. Um, I feel like it was just just uh, um, wasted a waste of time for us. But uh, yeah, yeah, it sucks. That's all I gotta say.